Hey, this is Greg Harvey, pastor at Embrace Church. Enjoy today's message and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming sermons. And, and this morning, what I'm going to talk to you about is controversial in some denominations, but it's in the Word of God, and it actually brings fear whenever we talk about it outside, but it's in the Word of God, and I don't think anything in the Word of God should bring fear in our lives. And instead, there should be some understanding that's involved with it, and I want to bring some understanding to you, because if it's in the Word of God, we ought to know what it's about, amen? And I'm going to talk to you, but why tongues? And some of y'all just went, what? <laughs> Let, let's, let's go a little, little different. Speaking in tongues, how about that? I couldn't fit speaking in tongues on that one line, so I just put tongues. It was too small of a line. I need, a, I need another projector over there if I'm going to do the speaking in tongues. But we're going to cover speaking in tongues. And if you grew up in a denomination or a, or a religious background that was not a spirit-filled background, this kind of freaks you out. You haven't heard anything good about speaking in tongues you think those are weirdos that would do that. Come on. Or, or you might have been raised in a, in a spirit-filled background, but they were just weird. And you said, I'm not doing that because that's just not, not. But it's in the Word of God. So I want to bring some understanding to it. Listen, I don't think, I don't think that God is weird. I think people are weird and sometimes put it out there that it's God doing it. And you might have grown up in some weird, around some weird people that blame God, but I'm telling you it's not God. It's just weird people. Sometimes there's just weird people in your life. And they're going to be weird whether they serve God or whether they don't serve God. Come on, don't point to people right now, but you know who I'm talking about. So I want to bring some understanding to this so that you're not scared, that you're not afraid of this. And since it's in the Word of God, you shouldn't be afraid of it. God doesn't want you to be ignorant of it, and He doesn't want you to be afraid of it. And since speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues is the first evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and we want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, come on somebody, then we need to know about tongues so that you're not afraid. Well, I, I want to show you in the Word of God. And this is in Mark chapter 16. Jesus said this. On, it, it would be in red letters in your Bible. It's in white on the screen because we got a red background. And you wouldn't be able to read it if it was. So if it was red. But he said this. He said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he do, who does not believe will be condemned. Watch this. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. And they will speak with new tongues. 
He said, this will be the sign of those who follow me, who believe. This is how we'll know them. They're, they're different. They're going to do different things. They will cast out demons, uh, and they will speak with new tongues. Look at Acts chapter 2. This is where it began to happen. It says in verse 4, And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Notice that when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, that they began to speak with other tongues, and you will find this throughout Scripture, throughout the New Testament. Anytime that there was a filling of the Holy Spirit or a baptism in the Holy Spirit, they always spoke with new tongues. Every time. Every time. Sometimes they prophesied on, the, on top of it, but they always spoke with tongues, with new tongues. So... Let, let, let me show you this a little, little bit. Give, me some, give you some scriptures to this. In, in Acts chapter, chapter 10, and this is, this is Peter speaking to, to non-Jews uh, when they got filled, uh, the Gentiles, that's me and you. It says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision, so the Jews, who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. That's us. For here's how they knew that the Holy Spirit had been poured out on them. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Let me give you one more. This is this Paul. said in Acts 19, it says, let me... It said, and when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So what is tongues? Stick your tongue out to your neighbor, just show them so that they know. This isn't what, it's kind of a language we don't use today. As much. But tongues, the Greek word for tongues every time is glossa. And, and it's, it's where we get the word glossary from. And, and it's the definitions at the end of, do you know what a glossary is at the end of a book that's like, that's, I don't understand all the words. You go to the glossary and they'll help you out on the, you find that, what does that even mean? And it gives you kind of the definition. Tongues is this, it's another word for just a language. That's it. We don't, we don't use that other than, other than saying of somebody, well, that's their native tongue. But, but, but what we're really saying, that's just their language. That's, that's the language. It's tongues is just a language. When it says that they spoke in other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance, it was just a language, but it is a Holy Spirit-inspired language. But it's just a language. It's nothing to be afraid of. Come on. I don't freak out because I go to the store and the people around me aren't speaking English. 
I went to Ross yesterday, and everybody in line, none of them spoke English. And I wasn't afraid. I wasn't going, I don't know. This is crazy. I don't, this is weird. No, I don't, because I know it's just a language. I might not know that language, but it's just a language. So I'm telling you, when you're around somebody speaking in their heavenly language that the Holy Spirit gives them, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's just a language. I don't have to freak out about it. I don't have to be scared about it. It's just a language. And look, look, look at this in, in Acts 2, 2, 5, and 6. And it says, And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, a devout men. Remember, this is on the day of Pentecost. So they were coming from everywhere for the Feast of Pentecost. There are Jews that might have been raised in this country, in that country, all around. They're coming to Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. And it says that from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, it was the mighty sound of a rushing wind. The multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them. Those that were in the upper room that got filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they heard them speak in His own language. Well, I'm telling you, it's not gibberish. It's a language. And since it's a language... There's nothing to be afraid of. But also, let me give you some myths that go with this. With this. Since it's a language, you've got to understand, you don't speak fluently the first day. Come on. That's hard to get. I, I, I don't, when I'm in my prayer time with God and I'm speaking in my heavenly language it doesn't sound the same as it did 35 40 years ago some of y'all went 40 man he's old it's not the same it's grown at the beginning it was very broken if you will Heavenly language. It, it was just, just the start. Listen, every language that you learn, and this is the same, every language that you learn, you don't speak fluently the first day. When a baby's born, when a baby's born, they don't just begin to speak incomplete sentences, do they? They don't go from, uh, say, Dada. Okay, Daddy. No, it's, 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 it's little. It's broken. It's, it's a process. And I think sometimes that people think because, because they don't know it all completely at first and they begin to speak and it, sometimes it's just a little bit and it's saying the same thing over and over and over and over and you think well I don't know you know that's that's not no it's it's broken it's okay it, it's like someone who comes an immigrant who comes over they speak when they're speaking English they speak broken English is what we call it they leave some words out 
They get parts of it. It's, it's, but it's fine. Listen, listen. It's the same with your kids when they're learning the language. You don't scold them and get on to them because they mess up, do you? I, I hope not. Like I did, I whooped my kid. They didn't say, Dad, I right. No, you don't do that. You don't get on to them. Say it right. Stupid. You don't do that. Well, instead, you encourage it, don't you? Come on, say it again. Dada. Say dada. Say, you, 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 you encourage them on that because you know you're excited because they're trying, that they're giving it an effort, and they're starting to pronounce it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, just starting, and they're over and over and over again. Listen, the Heavenly Father does not get mad at you whenever you're trying to speak in the language that He's given you, even if it's just a start, even if it's just a beginning. He doesn't scold you. In fact, he's proud of you saying, say it again. I've got, I got a little more. Say it again. Say it again. I'm proud of you. Keep speaking it. Try. Speak in that heavenly language I'm giving you. And I'm afraid so many times people are afraid to even start to speak in a heavenly language because they're afraid that they'll mess up. Can I tell you? You will. And it's okay. Just keep trying. Just keep speaking it. Just keep giving giving back to God what He's pouring into your spirit. Keep speaking it. Let, let, Let me give you another myth. And that's this, that you can't control it. And I, and I get this, because if you've been in some of the churches I've been in, and it was so out of control, I get that you're a little afraid of the Holy Spirit because you're thinking, I can't control it. I'm just going to go into a trance. The Holy Spirit's going to take over. And I'm just going to lose all control, and I won't be able to control what's coming out of my mouth. I can't control what's... I mean, I get that. That's a big fear. I would be afraid if I, didn't, if I thought that way. I, went, I mean, I mean if, if that's what I thought, that I might be in Walmart someday. Come on. Just walking down the aisle. Doing a little shopping, somebody comes up to me, and I begin to answer, Shut up, a hasundo dog, I. I would be a little upset, too, if I thought that. I'd be, but, but listen, you can control it. It's like, it's like the, the gift, the Holy Spirit gives you the gift of teaching. You can control that, can't you? Or the Holy Spirit gives you the gift of prophecy. You can control when you prophesy. In fact, the, the Scripture, Paul said that the, that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet the same way. The same way, listen, he doesn't take over you. He gives you this, and you have the opportunity to, to, 
to control. It is controlled by your will at that point. Let me give you another. Because it's controlled by your will, you have to speak it. And that's another myth is that people think it's just going to jump out of me. I've prayed for people to get filled with the Holy Spirit and they will just stand there. I've had them do open their mouth. Just maybe that will help. Thinking that it's just going to jump out. Like, well, I pray to receive the Holy Spirit in one day. I mean, if God wants me to have it, it will just pop out of my mouth. It will just jump out. It doesn't happen that way. Uh, that's, that's as crazy as thinking uh, that, that I've prayed for the gift of giving. And, and, and one day I'm just going to walk by these plates and money's just going to jump out of my pockets. Right out. And you're just going to turn to your spouse and go, look at that. I've been praying for the gift of giving. All of a sudden, God gave it to me. Look at that. Isn't that amazing? God just gave me. I've been praying. He knew I wanted to do that. No. No, that's not how it works, is it? If you want the gift of giving, you have to purposely reach into your pocket, pull out your wallet, pull out the bills, and give it at that. You have to put forth the effort, and God gives you that gift as you do, the, do that. The same is true with the Holy Spirit in speaking in tongues. You have to speak it out. They spoke with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them, they spoke with other. The Holy Spirit didn't speak. They spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It doesn't just jump out of you. You have to speak it. So, so, so here, we, here we go. You ready? Why do I want to do this? What's the purpose of the Holy Spirit. What, why, what's the purpose of tongues? Listen, let, let me give you some things. It's, it's a language. Yes, it's a language, but it's a language of the Spirit. And it is a language for God. This is what, what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14 too. He said, for, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands Him. However, however, in the Spirit, He speaks mysteries. Look, look at that. Look at that. It says, for, for when He speaks in tongues, it is to God. He speaks not to men, but to God. He doesn't even understand what He's saying. The speaker doesn't even understand what he's saying. Men around don't understand what he's saying. Can I tell you, since it's for God, Satan doesn't even understand what you're saying. It is a direct communion, a direct line, intentional line connection with God. It enables God, your spirit, to speak to him in a way that you need most right at that moment. 
Because the Spirit knows what you need. And when you begin to speak in tongues, God hears you. God understands you. He comes back. He responds for you. Satan doesn't get it. The others around you don't get it. But God does. Man, isn't that... You're speaking secret code right to God. The enemy doesn't even know how to attack you when you begin to speak in tongues. And use that language that he's given you. Here, let, let me give you something else. Another reason that you would want this is, is that, that it edifies the speaker too. Isn't that awesome? Paul goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 14.4, He who speaks in tongues edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself. Man, there has been times in my life that I've been in dry seasons. Come on. That I've gone through some emotional things that were hard, that were difficult. And spiritually, emotionally, I felt like this low. And I go to my prayer closet. And I begin to pray. And and when I'm speaking instead in that heavenly language he gives me, all of a sudden I feel my spirit begin to lift up. Because I'm I'm not just speaking to God, but I am edifying myself. Jude put it this way in Jude. Look, put that on the screen so I don't have to walk all the way up. He said, but but you, beloved, building yourselves up on the most holy faith. How? How do you build yourself up on the most, most holy faith? He said this, by praying in the Holy Spirit. Man, we live in a world that will tear you down. And like never before, you need something that will build you back up. Speaking in tongues will do that. It will, when you pray in the Spirit, it just builds you up and builds you up and builds you up. You don't have to walk around beat down because you have a language that the Holy Spirit wants to give you. And when you use it, it builds up your faith. You know, this is this scripture right here that, that there's one, one, one minister from a different denomination that they speak against this, that they were asking him. They said, well, he had a younger minister talking to him and said, do you believe in that? He said, yeah, I speak in tongues. He said, why? I mean, we don't talk about that. He said, because the scripture says when I do, it builds up my faith. Why would I not want to build up my faith? Why would I not want to use that tool that the Holy Spirit's given me? Yes, I speak in tongues because I need to build myself up. Life's hard. Come on. Come on, we could all amen on that. Life's hard. I need the Spirit to help build me up. Let, let, me, let me give you another. This is also why we need the Holy Spirit. It, it not just builds up and edifies the speaker or, or a line to God. It also exalts the Lord. This is what, what it says in Acts 11. 
or Acts chapter 2, verse 11, it says, We hear them speaking our own tongues, our own language, the wonderful works of God. When they were speaking in their heavenly language, the other people heard the wonderful works of God. That's all, it, all they heard. Acts 10, 46, it says, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Speaking in tongues always exalts the Lord. Always. Always exalts Him and magnifies Him. I said a couple of weeks ago, it, actually I think it was last week, not even a couple, it was just last week. It's been a long week. No, not really. When I was talking about Pentecost and experiencing Pentecost, what happened on Pentecost, I used a phrase, and I just kind of skipped by it, but I said that they, that, that they spoke in a pure language. When you speak in tongues, you are speaking in a pure language. Let me, let me explain that a little bit. Every language that is known to man has slang. Every language. Every language has words that are offensive to God and men. And when you get mad, some, some of you know how to use those words. Amen. And y'all need to deliver to that. When you get mad, y'all just speak in tongues. You won't use them. That'd be good for you. Boy, that would be good. Boy, devil would quit fighting you to get mad if every time you got mad you begin to speak in tongues instead. You get delivered to that that quick. Every language has slang except the heavenly language. Every language is offensive to God or man, has words that are offensive to God or man, except for that heavenly language. It is a pure language. Let, let, me, let me take it a, a little further. A little further. You, you, you realize that it's not just a pure, powerful language that God created for us, but it is it, it brings us back. It is a restored language that's that's brought back to the beginning. Some of you don't realize this. It, it, it's restored. In, in Genesis 11, at the Tower of Babel, they all had one language. At that point, they all had one language. It was the original language that God gave Adam and Eve when he created man. They all had one language. In fact, it says, and the Lord said, indeed, the people are one and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. So, so the solution was, he, he, he went on to say, he said, come, let us go down there and confuse their language. Now, if it confused their language, everybody got a different one. Nobody got to keep the one they had, the original 
that God gave that, that first language, they all, he confused it. They all got something different. He said that they may not understand one another's speech. They all had one language, and they were one, they were, they were one, but they were one against the will of God. And because they were against the will of God, because God said at this point, he said, go into the world and multiply. Take it, I mean, spread out and multiply the earth. And they said, no, we'll stay here, we'll gather here, we'll build this tower, make our name great, we'll stay here, we won't scatter. They were against the will of God, and they had this one original pure language, and God said, they're, in, they're, they're, they're together, and there's nothing that will stop them, so I've got to do something. And what does he do? He takes that language away from them, confuses them, gives them all different languages, the languages we have now, that's what happened. But watch, watch, in, 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 in Zephaniah, Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 9. I don't know if I got it up there or not, but it says, For then, oh good, I did. Because this is so good. For then... I will restore to the peoples a pure language. Oh, that's good right there. I will restore to the peoples a pure language. Keep it up. I will restore to the people. Now, if he is restoring it, it had to have once had it. Come on. If he's restoring it, it was once there. But he took it away at the Tower of Babel. He took away what? The pure language. And God said, I'm going to do something. There's going to come a time I'm going to restore to my people this pure language back. To them, I will restore to my people a pure language. Look on, look on now. Now it says, that they may call on the name of the Lord and serve Him. Look how, with one accord. That catches me when I read that. With one, one accord, because I begin to think I've heard accord somewhere before. I've heard something happen whenever God's people were in one accord. And I'm not talking about the Honda. I'm not talking about the little car. There's something that happened in Scripture when God's people gathered together in one accord. Look at in Acts chapter, chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. When the day had fully come, they were all, look, with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and then began to speak. What did they speak? That pure language that God restored back when they were in one. Come on, somebody. That's what he's given you. 
is that pure, heavenly language. He's restoring it back to His people that they can serve Him, that they can magnify Him with one accord, that they can do great things with that language. I want worship. We come up, man. I was going to go quick today so we could baptize and still be on time. So I've got to stop. If that's going to happen. And I didn't hear any of y'all say, that was y'all's opportunity. I, I, I was waiting for somebody to say, keep preaching, bastard. But no, y'all just agreed, stop. Is it any wonder that the enemy fights so hard to keep this language out of the church? Away from his people. Is it any wonder because God put in a loophole this time? I'm not giving the pure language to everybody. This time it's just for my people. For my people that when they gather in accord, they can do great things and nothing will be withheld from them. Just back in Genesis when they had this pure language and they were all all united as one and he said nothing they propose to do will be withheld from them because they are one language. He said, I'm going to take it away now because they're not ready for it. But when my church is born, I'm giving it back. I'm restoring it so that now they can do great things. That's why he said, he said, whenever he was on earth, he said, look, I've done great, but even greater things will you do. He's speaking to the church at that point. Even greater things will you do. Why? Because he knew, I'm bringing a language back, and there's power in it. And with it comes the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the gifts. And there's nothing now that can stop A church that is on fire for God, that has a one language, a pure language. They're speaking in unity to Him. And the Spirit's moving and the gifts are flowing. There's nothing. No wonder the enemy says, I need to stop that. Let's call it weird. Maybe that will get people to stop using it. Let's let people misuse it. Maybe that will get people to stop. Let's get people to be afraid of it. And he's tried to take the language out of the church. That's why Paul warned. Paul Paul warned in 1 Corinthians 14.39. He said, said, therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy. But he went on. He said, look... And do not forbid to speak with tongues. Do not forbid. Do not forbid. There's been too many churches, too many people trying to forbid. Speaking in tongues. And we wonder why. The church has no power. 
We wonder why our lives aren't changed. We wonder why there's no real difference between us and the world. Could it be that we're forbidding things that God said, do not? I'm giving you something. Thanks for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Have a great week and make an impact on those around you.